amplified impact for multi-passionate female entrepreneurs turning their gifts into assets. This is a space to open your heart even deeper as you learn how to tune into your mission and connect with your clients, the ones who you dream to serve, and create massive impact in their lives. I'm here to inspire you to take time for yourself so you can be the leader in your life and your business, one who stands out and thrives. This is the place where women just like you create wealth from the inside out. You're listening to Amplified Impact, and I am so excited. Today, we have Kate Scudder here. She is a multi-seven-figure business owner and mama of two beautiful babies. If you don't already follow her, you need to go find her on Instagram. It is incredible to watch her do both things. And that's why I'm excited to have her because she's this role model for me that you get to do, have, and be both. But if you'd love, introduce yourself. Tell us all about you, all the things that I can't even explain. Amber, thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here. Um, So as you said, my name is Kate Scudder. I am a business coach for female entrepreneurs. Um, I specifically most often work with coaches, creatives, consultants, mentors um, who are big hearted and doing big impact work in the world. I started my business back in 2017 Um, and have scaled it to a multi seven figure brand over the last five years. And I live in Maine, um, where we are stewarding 11 acres and have renovated an 18th century farmhouse. Um, Mama of two, as you said, still on the early like recovery from postpartum. My son, Jack, my youngest is um, four months old tomorrow um, on the date that we're recording this. So it's still super fresh. And honestly, the, the having it both having it all, like, this is what my mission really is, is to help women like build wealth, build a movement in their business and really steward the big work that they're here to do without sacrificing their life on the altar of their business to really create so much momentum, movement, money, um, while also being able to tend to the things that really matter the most in their life. Mm, Yeah. And I love that so much for you because what I've witnessed is like, you get to be the mom and you get to be the business owner. And before, like when I was getting ready to have my child, I had this moment of like, I'm losing parts of myself. Like I'm not going to be able to be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I mean, I had the exact same thing. I remember like texting my, one of my mentors at the time, Um, when I found out that I was pregnant with Ella and being so excited. And then on our next call, like sobbing for the whole 50 minutes, because I'm like, I built the wrong business model. Like I can never be on Zoom again because I'm going to be a mom. And it's just so funny, like these stories that we tell ourselves about what's possible or not possible because we have kids. And um, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I've received and really have lived into, um, not even like in business, but just to think about motherhood is whatever life you want to live, like figure out how to live that life with kids. And it's so possible. So like being a mother doesn't mean that's the end of like feeling sexy and strong in your body or feeling like a sexy dynamic with your partner. It doesn't mean it's the end of being able to make money and run a company and impact other women and hold containers. It doesn't mean the end of your own like personal fulfillment and sense of joy or power or peace or pleasure or whatever the thing is like 
having children in my experience is an amplifier for why we do all those things. Um, not a reason why we can't have them. Yeah. I relate to that so much as like the reason why now I'm like, I want to have the business is to be able to show him what's possible and breaking the ways of what society told us were successful. And as you're like mourning that part or person of yourself, it's like, you get to become the person that has and holds it all. But like you grieve that side of you, like wondering, can I do it? And it's, you know, people like you that are paving a new way and showing us that it is possible. And I know that, you know, this, it's like having birth, being a mother, running a business, like no one can actually prepare you for the experience of it. (laughs) No, no class, no meditation, particularly with birth. Like there's just nothing like it it is an initiation. It's a threshold. I always feel like weepy when I start, not like in an uh, like dysregulated way, but like in a, it is such a sacred life altering threshold for every woman to go through birth. And um, there's so much that can be supportive. I found particularly in this last birth, it was really, really supportive for me to um, heal from, you know, a lot of a birth that didn't go the way that I wanted with Ella. Um, I had a lot of trauma around that birth that I I really had to release somatically from my body. Um, So I, I definitely think there is preparation that we can do, but like actually crossing the threshold there's nothing, nothing like just doing it. Like we just got to go through it. Yeah. I remember when I was going through it, I was like, I'm never having babies who could do this again. And then you get to the other side and I, maybe you could speak a little bit because I got to witness you go through a second birth and do it your way where, you know, I had a child and it didn't go the way I'd planned. It went all the different ways. And I did all the breathing techniques and I did hypno breathing and I read the books and I read the stories and I do the things. And then the initiation was, this is grace. This is surrender. And so yeah. you got a second chance. Like, can you talk to that second chance? Oh yeah, totally. Um, so, I mean, I really believe that our, our babies choose us. Like they come in when they're ready to come in. Um, Toby and I were trying for a couple of months before we conceived Jack and we can see, I mean, blessedly we conceived Ella literally like on the first go, she just swooped right in. She was totally hovering, like, give me a chance guys. And then the first time that we didn't try not to get pregnant, um, bang, I was pregnant. So I imagine the same thing was going to be true with Jack. And when it didn't happen straight away, I got really in my head. I'm like, oh no, I've eaten too many bagels with cream cheese. Like I'm like, I've fucked up my body. Like I'm not going to be able to get pregnant, but like, he just wasn't ready yet. And so he came in and, um, in that pregnancy, I really, I could feel that I was both like so excited for a second baby. We didn't find out that he was a boy, even though I knew there was like the risk of TMI on a podcast. I like when we conceived him, there was like a flash of like baby blue light that like, I had never had a vision like that or something during sex or after sex, but it was like, it was so powerful. And I was like, you know, those moments when you're like, for me, I was like, did I make that up? Like, am I making up that I saw that because I want a boy? Like, and then I just kind of forgot about it. Um, but I knew like my soul knew he was ready to come in. And, um, but I, when I found out that I was pregnant, I was like, I really want to be intentional about the experience that I want to create, knowing that if there was one lesson that I also got with my first pregnancy, it's like surrender, 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 and 
embrace the unknown. Birth is wild. It is unpredictable, but it's also profoundly natural and not something to be feared or medicalized or whatever. And so I was like, you know what, if this birth needs to be a C-section, so be it. If this birth wants to be, it needs to be a hospital transfer, so be it. But my desire, my vision is to birth him at home in the water, to have it be peaceful, to have it be beautiful, to have it be empowering and healing. Um, and that's exactly what it was. And it wasn't just like, let's have a second try and like, go for it. I was very, I did a lot of work on myself a lot. And I mean, for somebody who teaches and coaches mindset, you know, largely for a living, um, I had so much work to do to release this. So naturally I hired several different people. I worked with an incredible pelvic floor physical therapist who did a lot of both like physical and energetic work. Um, you know, I can go into detail if that's helpful, but like with my pregnancy with, um, with, um, Ella or my birth, I should say, I, uh, I wasn't able, I wasn't allowed to pee. I had to, we did a hospital transfer and they wouldn't let me sit on the toilet because they had a hospital policy that we weren't allowed to push on the toilet. So I was in labor for hours and hours with an IV pumping liquid into me, um, with no one paying attention to if I'd peed. So after I birthed Ella, who was a nine pound, five ounce baby, she was big also. Um, they took out with a catheter, like a liter and a half of urine. So, I mean, a liter, it's like this big. So she had to come past that to get out of me. So there was like so much in addition to a really big tear, like there was so many fears I was carrying. I was carrying the fear of like getting split open again and tearing really badly. I was carrying the fear of, am I even going to be able to pee? Um, because my bladder was so big when I was in labor, I couldn't walk. I literally had to like move around the hospital room on this like hoverboard thing, which is, and so I was like, maybe I'm not going to be able to walk. What if, you know, anyway, I just did so much work of like getting supported, talking through and releasing, doing some somatic therapy. Um, and when the time came, you know, Amber, probably the biggest thing that shifted my experience was my relationship to like the way that I thought about sensation and the way that I chose to see and view and feel my contractions. I also took a hypnobirthing course with my first birth and then like labor started with Ella and I was like, fucking hell, like it's not supposed to feel like this. Hypnobirthing is supposed to just be like, ah, it's like a Zen meditation. Um, but contractions don't feel like that. Surges don't feel like that. They're wild. They're strong as the ocean. They're like, at the end, it's like a tsunami moving through your body to bring a human from heaven to earth. And um, it's not just like light, love and bliss that's going to bring it home. Like, um, so for me, the, the primary energetic and mindset shift was one of like, how do I embrace every single sensation and not use my breath to push it away, but to like melt into it, to soften into it. And that radically changed that one thing, like radically changed my birth experience and my feeling of like complete safety. And like, my body is so wise and knows exactly what it's doing. And Jack was almost 11 pounds. Yeah. He was 10 pounds and 15 ounces. Um, he was birthed at home in the tub. I had a long labor. Um, he was 19, 19 hours um, from like the first, you know, rhythmic contractions to when he came out. But um, I loved labor. It was beautiful. It was intense, but it was like, it was so beautiful. And it really 
fundamentally rewrote my whole experience of my power. Yeah. So many things I want to, I want to say on that. And it's like, what came to mind at first is like how we can have such different experiences. And even though there's trauma, we get to choose how we process and digest that trauma. And it sounds like you couldn't have done it without support to like move through the trauma and look at the trauma, but also to have like certain tools. And even in that, like I read your birth story, of course, I'm like, (gasps) you know, and if you haven't, you hadn't seen, you have to go check out her birth story. She really describes it in a way that you can, you can feel the experience. And it was like, such a 180 but what came to my mind also is like our children choose us because for years I wasn't able to have children and I just Mm. thought it wasn't in the cards for me but like when it's the right time and the right person the soul chooses you and I was thinking just you being who you are and the mindset coach I was like that's like business right like we can teach the strategy we can do all those things but like our timeline when we get the results is gonna vary and I know you experienced that with tons of your clients it's like they're doing all the things correctly just like you're doing birth correctly correctly, you know, focusing on the sensations and learning the techniques that help you move through it. But like how long that baby stays inside of you is like, you know, you just have to surrender to God, to source, to whatever it is, because their journey, like I was in labor for 40 hours, you know, and I called it a hurricane inside of my, my uterus. It felt like a hurricane tsunami sounds great too, but it's like, it's just something you can't describe and how long you're in those sensations is unpredictable just like how long you put in the energy and the strategy and the like foundation of a business a hundred percent it's it's so true I mean I feel like the metaphors between business and birth are truly endless yeah I, I witnessed that too you bringing those things forward and through after the birth and it is such like an initiation where you get to see your shadow side show up in your business the same way you do your birth and then when you heal the birth you can heal those parts and pieces in your business as well and I, I say like what you said is like it's such a deep initiation for a woman to go through birth and get out to the other side and just who she is on the other side as a mother how natural that like shift is and so like watching you go from giving birth and then back into motherhood and back into your business like weaving those parts and pieces you do it so so gracefully do you think that there's anything like that challenges come up like having another child just <laughs> just one um, yes I do think that. <laughs> <laughs> <It looks> great. Um, <laughs> yeah I mean mainly going through a pregnancy with a toddler is so full on. I mean, every pregnancy is different. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's so funny. Like Toby and I were joking, like when I was pregnant with Ella, it was just like, Oh, should we like have a home cooked meal? I mean, it was also 2020. So we weren't going anywhere. The entire world was shut down, like cuddle on the couch and like watch a show and like talk to baby. And when you have a one-year-old running around or one and a half year old running around and are, you know, in your third trimester, it's like, it's such a different, it's such a different experience. It's such a different life. And so, yeah, there's so many other dynamics to balance. And, you know, in a lot of ways, um, having a second is so much easier than the first because all of the anxiety and the uncertainty and the first, just all of the first with your first baby are, there's such a steep learning curve. And so, the second is interesting because there isn't that steep learning curve. Like it's kind of like riding a bike, you know what to do. And yet 
this is a totally new person. This is a totally new baby with totally different needs, a different um, timeline themselves. And like, it, it's just a new person. So it's a real, I've experienced it as like a real opportunity to just be in that beginner's mind and beginner's heart and just be so attuned to presence. And um, especially with, you know, the juggle of like business and babies, plural, um, there's, I have way less capacity and frankly, like desire to pour all of my free time into my business when I was single. I mean, not single, but married, but without kids. Um, I loved, it felt so good to pour my creative energy into my business because that was like, that was my first baby. Um, but now with two children under, well, Ella just turned two, but like around two or less, um, I don't desire to pour all of my creative energy into my business. I desire to pour a lot of it there, but I also desire to pour a lot of it into my growing family, into the like discovery and imagination of my toddler, into the physical body and the, you know, development in all the areas of my infant. And that is what feels so rich and fulfilling. So I think with every new baby comes an adjustment of, you know, of, of the collective family, like as a partner. So between you and your beloved, um, as a whole family system, adding new, a new human life definitely alters the dynamic. And it, I think really is such a healthy practice to like rewrite our agreements with ourselves, with our businesses, with our partners, um, and with our whole family dynamic with each pregnancy and, and birth that we have, because it is going to, every birth births a new version of us. Mm -hmm. Ella's birth initiated me into so many things. It showed me that I was capable of expanding more than I ever thought possible it really showed me how um, I could persevere and, and push through hard things in a way that like to a degree that I could never have known before that. And Jack's birth brought me something very different. It gave me access to a part of myself, the like core power center, the wisdom of my womb space, the like fucking power of my uterus, like all of this that I... And, and just the power of surrender, the power of totally allowing the intelligence within me to, to lead the show and just bowing at the feet of that and noticing how wildly effective that is to generate results in birth, but also in business. And so I am, um, I'm really in that right now. It's some, it's medicine that I'm bringing forward in all of my programs. I'm hosting a, a event you probably saw called deeper next week, where we're going to be exploring, not just, you know, business and birth overlap, but there's definitely going to be some stuff in there about like listening to that body wisdom and moving from that space. So it's, it was a game changer. Yeah. And I think what I, what I gathered is like the ability to have a business model that supports you in having children. And so it's like, when you go into have your first child, it's like, does this business model support me and being able to shift your energy where it's not just pouring all out, you know, like into your business because now you have a child that needs your attention and then going into another child that gave you that deep surrender it's like now less in the masculine of doing but like can I surrender and be in the feminine energy and still continue to receive and grow my business and that being an example I'm really excited for this deeper experience and I'll definitely drop it in the show notes because we're going to launch this podcast next week so anyone listening can come oh, and join great. Love but that. I really like what I witnessed in myself is like, I 
had a business strategy that didn't support motherhood, you know, doing tons of sales call and working and hustling and being pregnant. I just was called to a new way and discovering that there was a new way to do business and now still dropping into that, like pumping the brakes and letting go of the gas so that I can cuddle with my son and be more present with him. And I think having a solid business model that supports you to be able to have both. hundred percent. It's so important. It's so important. And like, it's so good to be thinking about that during pregnancy. I mean, you can definitely make adjustments once the baby's here, but I think it's such a, it's such a powerful time to be in that inquiry. And also just like paying attention even after the baby's here and you find new rhythms, because I mean, especially in the first two years, like the rate of development is so extraordinary. Like it is wild how fast, especially between one and two, I mean, between zero and one as well, but between one and two, it's like, they are learning so, so, so quickly. And so to be able to like our desires, our needs to be able to adapt to the needs of our kids, like we want to be able to be flexible with that. So I think it's just so good to prepare before birth, but also to be in the inquiry after birth of like, is my business model still supporting me? Are there things that I want to tweak? Are there ways that I can be um, still as effective and in service of my clients while also, um, you know, while also really prioritizing the things that matter at home? Yeah. And you get to reevaluate along the way, like in in business as well, but definitely being a mother and that just popped this idea into my mind of how you also travel, you know, like our kids are learning so quickly, so fastly, like Amani is going to be eight months. And I'm like, how did this happen? Like, I can't leave him alone or he's in danger. Like literally I blink my eyes and he's like trying to stand up and he's going to hurt himself, you know? And it's like, that all happened in seven months. I can only imagine, you know, over the next few, few months, what's going to occur. And then, like you said, to two. So witnessing him, watch me, him, want my phone, him, want my computer, him, want to do what I do. You know, it's like really being able to evaluate that as I grow along so that I am more present with him in that. And I want to travel with him. I want to be able to like, take my business with me and show him the world in these times where he is developing so much awareness around curiosity and sensitivity and all the things. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I love that so much. How do you travel now? Like, do you have a vision for travel? I know you have this beautiful like homestead in Maine now, like, but you were the, you were the queen of like traveling and running a business and something really well known within you is like having the systems where your business still operates. So here you are like a mother of two, does your family desire to travel or what? Uh, we're going in one week from today, we are hopping on a plane the first time with all four of us and we're going to South Africa. So yes, we do. Um, pray for our asses. This is the first time we will be traveling without our nanny um, to South Africa. It's a 14 hour flight. And so, yes, my best friend is getting married and one of my best friends is getting married. And Ella and I are both in the wedding. And so um, it's going to be a blast, but yeah, you know, and this is what I was saying before of like, figure out how to make it work. And when Ella first pro tip, travel as much as you can before there too, because it's free. Um, so we brought Ella to, Ella went to Australia twice, once with both of us, once just with Toby, um, Jamaica twice, Greece once. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was another trip, but no, that was it. But you know, every stage of like infancy, so zero to six months. And oh, I just took Jack on a solo trip out with me to Seattle a couple of weeks ago, like a month ago, um, which was my first time solo 
parent traveling and it was great. He's, he's, he was a beautiful traveler. Like infants are easier to travel with, I think, than toddlers. So all the snacks, all the toys, we still don't do screens. Um, so we may cave on a 14 hour flight with Ella, but, um, you know, there's, there's, it's so doable. It's really doable. It's about how prepared are you? Um, do you have what you need? I think preparation for traveling with a young family is definitely so, so essential. And then just like grace for yourself, just like when you or I or any adult, you know, lands in a new place, particularly like a big trip, you want to allocate some time for rest and recovery and jet lag and all of that. Like your kids are going to need that same amount of grace. So just building in, I think that extra buffer. Um, and yeah, you're going to travel with more suitcases and more things and a pack and play and strollers and all of this and that, but you know what? It's beautiful. And like Ella is now two and she's just at the age where I know that like some of these things, when we go like whale watching in Cape town, like she's going to be able to unlock some core memories here. Um, and what a gift to be able to give to our kids. And even the times that we've traveled and she won't have conscious memories of them, like that level of exploration is totally imprinting on her nervous system, her sense of safety and expansion in the world. So yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it's doable. Yeah, and it's so funny that I had that like, oh, I wonder if she's still traveling. It's like, of course, like, there you go. And it's like, it's such an expression, like, because that was my fear. It's like, I can't travel. I can't do these things. And I'm like, oh, maybe we can go to Bali as a family and to be able totally. to have all of the things working together. And yes, traveling with a newborn is much easier, I think, than with a toddler, because now Amani, he wants to like move. And I'm like, you can't move. We're in the seat. So totally. I'm like bouncing him. But as soon as he's able to walk, we're not going to be able to slow him down, you know, and like having him sit. Totally. Hours. Props to you. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how we go. Ella is now going to be in her own seat. Um, and Jack's still young enough that he can, I think it's like six months that they can't go in that bassinet in the, in the plane anymore. I remember Ella was, um, just like, she was like 11 and a half months or almost 12 months, almost a year when we went to Greece. And thankfully we had my parents travel with us on that trip because it was like, all of us would just like hold her, bounce her, move her while she, you know, explored and fiddled with things, but she was too big. Like she could sit up and pull herself over um, that bassinet. So if you can travel with help and support, and I mean, Bali is a perfect example of a place where you can get on the ground support there. But I think the first thing is to just believe you can do it, believe it's possible, believe it's accessible, and then figure out to make it happen. Just like in business, like you want any kind of result, you want any kind of experience. The first and foundational thing is believing it's okay for you to have it. Yeah. Yeah. And having like mentors in the room showing you that it's possible. Like I remember when I was coming out of maternity leave, we had a one-on-one -on -one session and you just like gave me the permission, like, of course you can. And like sharing like your journey and being able to connect to mentors that show you that, Hey, their journey similar. They're just farther ahead and you didn't see that part or that piece okay. of them perhaps. And so having people showing you that it's possible and other mamas doing it, which is what I love about this world and our, the industry that we're creating is like, yeah. you can do, have and be it all. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And having those way papers, as you say, is so helpful. Like for me, I really struggled um, with Ella to, I, I did end up um, finding a mentor with two kids um, who I hired and connected with very shortly after I had Ella. But during my pregnancy, I was really like kind of looking everywhere for women who were really paving the way in the industry with 
children. And it was, it was hard to find. Like it's one, and I don't mean this to sound, um, and I'm sure you get this Amber, but like, it just is a totally different ball game to build a big business with children. Like it just is, um, it, it's not, it is not the same thing. And it's not to say it's better or worth one path. Like all paths are so beautiful. Um, and this is what's so great. You can plug into mentorship in the places that feel the most resonant and expansive, but like, it is not the same freaking, it's not the same ball game to build a business with kids. Um, especially kids that you like want to spend time with or do prioritize spending time with. So, yeah, I think that is so, so important. And I loved that session with you when you were in that early maternity leave, just kind of integrating. And it's so crazy that your son's already eight months. I'm like, what, what, how did that happen? I'm like, how is Jack four months? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. When you said four months, I got goosebumps. I was like, how is that already happening? You know, know. the journey and you coming back into work and coming fully back online. It's like, it just, it happens so fast. And I realized the cliches are cliches for a reason. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a reason. And I also wanted to say like, when I went from being pregnant to being a mom, I was like, I need a coach. I need a mentor that is doing what I desire yeah. and has kids. It was just a value for me because I know totally. that it's so important to see that it's possible because when someone isn't like when I didn't have a child day and night I was working on my baby my business you know and so when you go into it you're like oh she does this and she only does that many calls and she still has this much like client results and the impact and we get to see like the biggest impact we have is on our family and what we teach them and so having you know coaches in our world that our mama's doing the thing is so so important I wanted to ask you like right now what is it that you're birthing into the world or shifting or changing or growing since Jack's here and I know that you're always like there's always things moving through you and forward like what what's on the forefront for you Mm, such a great question. Well, my cheeky answer is come to deeper and find out, but, um, but that, I mean, this, this body of work of really sourcing our work, our message, our offers, the essence of our brand, um, really everything that we create and how we move through the world from connecting to power versus force, that is the major inquiry for me at the moment and everything that I'm focusing my containers on. So I'm still doing my thing. I still got my masterminds. Um, I'm still, you know, really just obsessed with and in love with supporting really um, sophisticated, powerful women to expand in their businesses. Um, and the fine tune, the fine tunement or the like specificity of that for me right now is really like, what does it look like to harness the power from our sacral center to use the like power with a capital P that we all carry and steward that has nothing to do with our conscious mind, has nothing to do with our willpower, has nothing to do just like when your body births your baby. I mean, one of the biggest initiations for me with Jack is I did not push him. My body pushed him. 
I did not push him. I did not have to force. I did not have to bear down. I did not have to do anything. My body just expelled an 11 pound baby out of me with hardly any tearing. And if that can happen, if we carry such innate intelligence in us encoded in our DNA without having to think our way there, plan, strategize, whatever, just if, and the major work of birth is getting out of our own way, acknowledging when mindset blocks arise, acknowledging when it feels so terrifying to bow at the feet of that power. But when we do, we have a baby in our arms. What would it be like to know that when we activate that same level of surrender, that same level of reverence and devotion for the power that we carry and allowing ourselves to steward a message, a mission, a movement with that level of depth and devotion, what can we create in business? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm on the edge of right now. That's the essence and the energetic that I'm bringing into all of my containers um, and it's just so juicy. Oh my gosh. I have tears and I'm feeling so much because I felt that like I did have a, a doctor at my home, but he was a medical doctor. So, you know, he was telling me to push. So I spent eight hours pushing and oh the baby God. wasn't coming down. I went to the hospital and they kept saying, stop pushing. And I was like, I'm not doing anything. And my body was trying to push, but he wasn't coming, you know? So mm -hmm. it was like, I felt that power and like to surrender to that. Like I learned this what, what in my studies before birth is like, we don't have to, but I just, I can't wait for deeper next week. So if you're listening to this in the show notes, come hang out. I can already tell that there's going to be tears and deep feelings past like the things that you're saying. Yeah. Thank you so much, Amber. And um, I feel you on that mama. And I hope that you've been able to do the things that have supported you in that like recovery, you know, and the other thing of your birth, not going the way that you wanted. I think it's such a common experience. It was totally my experience in the first birth. And um, there's so much healing that's possible. And um, I think it's also knowing that like our babies also choose, there's an element of choice that is beyond anything that you tried to do. So while it might not have like met your expectations, um, there's a way in which it was exactly perfect. Like your son chose that as his way of wanting to come in. And I feel like there's part of, that's part of the surrender is like enveloping and and holding that as, as sacred, just as sacred as if you were at home in the water with candles, like your birth was just as sacred. Yeah, I feel that so much. Thank you so much for being here. I know that the audience is going to absolutely love this. My community is always sending me messages. So how can they connect with you? Yes. So, well, thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation as well. You can find me on Instagram, guys. I'm at Kate Scudder, Kate with a C, C-A-I-T. Um, I also have a podcast, which has been on pause for a little bit, but it is coming back hot and I'm so excited to share it with you. Um, that is called Born to Rise. So you can subscribe there and stay tuned for when we've got new stuff. Um, as Amber mentioned, I'm hosting an event called deeper.kate.co. Um, you can go to deeper.kate.co. Uh, you can go to my website to find out more about like what I do in general, but deeper is such a beautiful place to plug in. So that's a great place to go. If you are excited to connect even deeper. Mm, thank you so much, Kate. Have a beautiful day. I'll see you online. Thanks, Amber. Bye.